Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I am. Not on. <laughs> now you can say it. Okay. I'm Dory. There we go. Did you just want to do the podcast by yourself? Uh, I'm so have used me to sit here. having only one microphone on mm. that, uh, yeah, uh, you know, jazz. What? <laughs> uh, how's it going? I mean, other than uh, math mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not being my strong suit, yeah, it's going great. Yeah, we're um, we are recording on Saturday night. Yeah. Hot Saturday night recording action. It's all right for fighting. Because. Philadelphia freedom. We're going to Disneyland tomorrow. That's true. This is not the Disneyland portion of the show, but we will talk about it here. We're going to Disneyland tomorrow. <laughs> uh, President's Day weekend. I'm sure it's going to be very uh, lightly attended. <laughs> very chill. It's going to be a lot of amp- ample room to walk around. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It'll be great. 
Um, I made dinner a little early tonight, and then Henry wanted to go to bed early. And then when I was getting him ready for bath, I looked at him and I said, Henry, are you going to bed early right now? Because you want it to be morning sooner so you can go to Disneyland? And he he just leans in and goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was laughing so hard at in the bathroom. He is funny. I think he also was tired, though. Yeah, I think so. But I also think his plan was, yeah, know, he thinks masterful. I mean, he's not wrong. Um, I don't know how I feel about the idea of Disney. You know, that mass mandates are all done. Yeah. Apparently we solved coronavirus this last week or something. <laughs> Even though Omicron's still raging and they just discovered another variant. Wednesday on Wednesday, this past Wednesday, uh, mass mandate, Thursday, done. So <laughs> overnight, Wednesday into Thursday, yep. shit got solved. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God Orange County knows what's up. Well, I mean, both Orange Counties, right? Florida and... Yeah. But I think the Disney World mask mandate was already gone, wasn't it? Uh, no. Oh. But they still make you wear in on rides. Not on rides, on uh, transportation. Oh. So like in the monorail or okay. the Skyliner, <laughs> you have to wear a mask. Okay. <laughs> but like for some reason it like. Everywhere else. You know. You don't. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Oop, Toad's oops, Wild sorry. Ride. That's a pass. Um. Interesting. Well, I mean, we can still wear masks. There's nothing stopping sure. us from wearing masks. I know. I'm just saying, like, what's the state of Disney now that when now that we're going in there? I mean, I don't think many people are wearing masks. That's the state of it, you think? Yeah. I mean, my sister who was there today mm-hmm. said no one's wearing masks. No, not a single person. I mean, I don't know. I talked to someone else who went this past week after they lifted the mask mandate and she said she estimated that 10% of people were wearing them outdoors mm-hmm. and 40% were wearing them indoors. Yeah, I'm, I bet that has dropped dramatically because it's been three days. <laughs> Yikes. So, here we go. I don't know. I mean, what are we supposed to do? I don't know. You're just kind of you just you're either a slave to the Rona, yeah, or you know, I don't know, a Rona to the Rona. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to know what to do. It is very hard. Uh, what else is going on this week? Dory's bangs are back, but not back right now. She's decided to push them away from her face constantly, so it's like you forget that she has them. <laughs> What's going on? Um, I don't know. They were just sort of like, I thought they looked weird. So I just sort of. Why do you think they look weird? I don't know. I'm not used to them. I like them. them and then they disappear. I'm not used I'm to like, them. I'm not used to them. But you've had them for, you had them for many years. I did. Prior. But, but the last few years I haven't had them. Yeah. But you keep, every time I see you now, other than yesterday when you got the haircut, you, you are pushing the bangs away. I am. In a way that makes it look like you don't have bangs. <laughs> All right, I will uh, be more mindful. I mean, you'll either that. embrace them or not. I'm I'm trying to embrace them. Well, you're doing a poor job. Wow. Yeah. That's rude. Thank you. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I did. But I did get a haircut. I talked about this quite a bit on Forever 35. Actually, but I don't know if that episode has come out yet. I don't remember. Anyway, I was like debating getting bangs and some listeners wrote in to try to dissuade me from getting them. Oh, really? Why? Yeah, Because I think for a lot of women, bangs are like, they have a reputation of being a thing that you do impulsively and then regret and then they take a long then they take a long time to grow out yours apparently have taken zero (laughs) seconds to grow out because you've just brushed them aside (laughs) and you can't tell anymore Uh, (laughs) that's funny it's true though because like you've 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 swept them away you're like, be gone, bangs. It's also like your your bangs that your your bangs are so long that you need your bangs trimmed. They are long. It's like those aren't even bangs; those are just in need of a trim. <laughs> she did cut them kind of long. I should just get some scissors and go to work. Oh boy! Get the bowl. Oh no! Get the biggest bowl we got. Oh no! <laughs> and that bowl might be too big. Oh boy. Um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of the big news over here. Um, Henry, Henry has gotten really into helping me make dinner. Yes. Which is like very cute. Well, he has like the post dinner Dita time. Yeah. So now, you know, now he's developing a little pre dinner. Mama time. Yeah. Yeah. What mama and Henry gonna do next? Yep. (laughs) Yep. That's what he was saying. He was saying that to me because I cooked tonight. And I really didn't have anything for him to do, so I like gave him a butter knife and told him to cut. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you gotta like invent some, some sage. T- invent some tasks for him. Um, but he does get very. Show him how to use the cheese grater. Yeah, I showed him how to use the um, peeler the other day. Oh wow! But I warned him he can only use it when there's an adult present. Yeah, because it's very sharp. I told him. He was under direct supervision. Similar things about the uh, cheese grater. Mm. So good. Well, I'm glad we're being consistent. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of what's been happening over in our our neck of the woods. Yes. Um. Hang on. What? Guys, we're going to go to Disneyland and then come back and tell you what happened through the ease of recording magic. So we're going to do some emails, but us answering those emails haven't been to Disneyland. It's very meta. Hang in. We're back already, guys. We went to Disneyland with no pause to you. Wow. Uh, feels good to only have to record this portion of the podcast now after a day at Disneyland. A long day at Disneyland. A day in which Henry did not nap. No. A day in which the park was as busy as I've ever seen it in my life. It was very crowded. I would say it's the busiest I've ever seen it. Wow. Like, and I've seen the park get to capacity. Mm Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. why did it feel so busy today? It felt very busy. I'm not fully sure as to why. I, I mean, also, I guess holiday weekend and it's Sunday yeah. and it's just going to be busy because it is. It's Disneyland. Hmm. Well. Rope drop happened. We got to rope drop? Yeah, I've never been to rope drop before. I haven't been to rope drop in a in a dog's age. I mean, the first two hours we were in the park were 
pretty nice. The first two hours were definitely the best two hours of the day. Yeah. <laughs> we got to ride some rides. We didn't have to wait very long. Yeah, it's interesting because of the, um, what do they call it? Uh, labor shortages. Yeah. Some of the rides weren't open. Yeah. Like when the park opened. the day, Dumbo. Teacups. Teacups. Carousel. Carousel, not open. Which I'm just like, well, why would they not? Why would they start with not opening the rides that everyone can see aren't working? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of going with some indoor rides. I mean, I don't know. Henry had a good time. I think Henry had a good time. He loved Autopia. He loved getting behind the wheel of his own not futuristic <laughs> gas-powered car. Oh, it was so funny. He just kept saying, this is so cool. <laughs> uh, I was in the car behind them, so I didn't see or hear. But but you did get to watch us kind of careen from side to side. Bang, bang. Yeah. I was taking real pride in my trying not to hit the railings style of driving. Oh, well. I was like, I'm going to take it slow and try to not hit the railings. That's because... You didn't have Henry behind the wheel. It was just me in the open road. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mm -hmm. it just felt like a uh, youth again. Yeah. Just really brought me back mm -hmm. to like yeah, being 16 and getting my license. Just the open road. <laughs> Autopia made you feel Autopia, that way. <laughs> you know? Interesting. Very Someday interesting. Someday I'll get my Autopia official license, but right now operating with a permit. Mm. Um. Let's see. How would I rate the... Oh, I was hungry and I wanted food. And I was like very annoyed that the Pinocchio's Village Haas wasn't on the mobile order thing. And it took me about an hour to realize that it was now called the Red Rose Tavern. <laughs> Tavern. <laughs> I don't know when that change happened. But I finally got some coffee from there and it was not good. Matt asked me if I wanted coffee and remembering the undrinkable Joffrey's iced coffee I got at that was so bad. Disney I, World, I, it was disgusting, undrinkable. And Matt was like, that was because it was Orlando water and ice. And I assume it was. And I was like, okay, that's fair, but I still don't want this coffee. <laughs> yeah, and I got it and it was still bad. It wasn't as bad, but it was still pretty mm -hmm. bad. It wasn't Joffrey's though, it was whatever... Whatever the house Whatever. brand is. <laughs> the house brew. <laughs> at, the, at the tavern, the Red Rose Tavern slash Pinocchio's Village House. Mm. Uh, there seem to be 45,000 more choke points at Disneyland than there used to be. Yeah, it just seemed very crowded. It's especially um, Frontierland. Well, Frontierland in and of itself is pretty small anyway. But I think what you're actually thinking of is Adventureland with the Jungle Cruise and Indiana Jones. Yeah, and and then New Orleans Square was also jammed. New Orleans Square was, it was madness. pandemonium. Yeah, madness. Actually, it was, no one was going crazy. It was just so many people. You know, honey, if you want to drive back and, and go on some night rides, you can do that. Could I get back into the park? Yeah. Oh. You can re-enter. Could you imagine if I did that? I mean, it's only 6.20. It feels so much later. <laughs> I think the park doesn't close till at least 10, maybe 11. Is it 11. A midnight tonight? 
Well, the little, the little app thing was like suggesting times for me to go on rides at like 1040. <laughs> wow. So. The, whatchamacallit plus, what is it? Genie plus. Yeah. I would say Genie plus is, I don't know. Part of me is like, it's pointless. But the other part of me is like, maybe it's not pointless if you don't have a three-year-old with you. If you're getting there for a rope drop. And also, if I knew what I know now, yeah, we, I would have we would have skipped Fantasyland to start. Oh. And would have gone straight to Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh. Haunted Mansion and the New Orleans Square double, mm-hmm. double shot. Yep. Booked that Fast Pass for Autopia. Mm-hmm. Hit that. Done Dumbo. Mm-hmm. And then we've done everything that we were going to do. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But well, also got two more rides in. Yeah, totally. Well, there you have it, everyone. Our Disney. He loved. Well, he was scared of Z- uh, Pinocchio. Zerg in uh, um, Astro Blasters. Oh, he was? Yes. Oh. He like dove his head into. Oh. Buddy. And then I spun the car around and showed him the big batteries. Mm. And then he was like, "Oh, he got a he got a plastic Buzz Lightyear." Yeah, he said, "I want it." <laughs> and I was like, "You want Buzz?" He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> and this ball too. <laughs> so, and he had shown no interest in anything else. Literally, we walked into stores and he wanted to get out. Yeah. He's like, "Go outside." But like, I get, you know, it's the classic exit through the gift shop mentality of yeah, but we exited through other gift shops and he didn't care. Wow. There's something about Buzz Lightyear to infinity and beyond, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, that was exactly what happened at Disneyland. And now can enjoy the rest of the podcast where we haven't yet been to Disneyland. <laughs> and we're probably discussing what we should be eating at Disneyland. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, we'll be right back. 
anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know those, like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, we're back. Uh, I wonder how we enjoyed Disneyland. Only the listeners know. They're in the future. We're in the past. Yeah. So, Dory, um, last week we talked about your book, not having mm-hmm. a paperback, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and here we are. Well, still the case. Still the case. A listener called in with um, some suggestions. Let's do it. Okay. Hey, man, Dory, it's Logan. Long time, first time. So, um, Dory, I was so bummed to hear about your book. Um, not coming out in paperback. I originally got the e-version and then I heard so many people talking about how great the audio version was. I got that. And so I ended up listening to the audio version and I just love, love, loved it. Um, and I've heard you talk about, I also listened to Forever 35. I heard you kind of tell Kate, uh, you know, I don't even know if I want to do an event now um, because I know you had really been looking forward to maybe doing some more in-person type book events, um, you know, in anticipation of the paperback coming out. But anyway, it got me thinking, your book is called Thanks for Waiting. And the premise is really about, you know, things maybe happening a little bit later for you than they did for a lot of other people. Same for me. And so I was like, well, that's actually perfect. I think you should do Thanks for Waiting for my book party and do it about a year after the book came out. And it's really like on brand for maybe things happening a little bit later. And I think people will totally get it and people want to celebrate you. I unfortunately am on the East Coast, so I don't think I would be able to celebrate you um, in person, but between Eggheads and Forever 35, and it sounds like you've got Book Soup and maybe some others that were already thinking about it. I think you should totally do a thanks for waiting for my book party. 
anyway, wanted to pass that along. Um, again, Logan, I am in Charlotte, North Carolina. I think we're around 2,300 square feet. I have a science baby named Bruce who's turning two on Good February name. 20th. So maybe the day that you'll play this. I also have um, oh, a 10 month old miracle baby. Oh, don't hold it against me. Um, How and dare you? husband, two elderly dogs. Um, and my two-year-olds definitely had, uh, some hot dogs. It's actually one of like the only sources of protein that I can get him to eat right now. Anyhow, <laughs> love you guys. Bye-bye. Uh, that's a good idea, actually. Like conceptually, the thanks, like it's a great title already. You know, thanks for waiting. Thanks the thanks for waiting for my book party, book party. Yeah, I don't hate it. Um, how do we organize that? Quick. Someone organize that. Who's going to organize that? Book soup. Are you listening? <laughs> um, thank you, Logan. Who for, organizes those things? Um, I mean, book parties in general? Yeah. It's usually like the person's spouse or friend. I don't follow. <laughs> I guess I don't have a spouse or friend. <sighs> Oh, well. Find somebody else. Okay. I mean, I did the... I mean, the startup one was your birthday party. The one out here. Yeah. But it, like, also was your book launch party. Yeah. Wild. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you know that when you wrote startup, I was working on the Goldbergs? Like, when that came out, I was still there. That's how long I've been on that show. Yeah, that was five years ago. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, now over to the electronic mail portion of our show. Um, I didn't mean that about your science baby, your 10-month-old science baby. Sorry, I didn't mean to say yeah. that. No, that she has a 10-month-old miracle, miracle baby. baby. Yes, yeah. your, your two-year-old science baby. Yeah. It's like, we got one of those, who cares? <laughs> but then you drop this 10-month-old Miracle baby. It's like, how dare you? Wow. All right. What's next? Um, okay. We have an email from Anonymous who writes, Hi, I'm curious to hear from people who have done back-to-back-to-back-to-back retrievals for embryo banking. I'm 34 with low AMH and I've done four back-to-back with better results each time, but still not a lot of embryos frozen. My RE says it's completely fine for the body and says there's no need to take a break if I can handle it mentally and emotionally, but curious if others have heard the same or what their experiences have been. I have two retrievals left this year with my insurance, and I'm thinking of getting them all over with quickly and banking as many embryos as possible before starting to transfer. That is anonymous in 1,800 square feet in the Chicago suburbs with maybe three quarters of a hot dog I've stolen off my toddler's plate. P.S. Thanks for the podcast. I started listening years before I had any fertility issues, and I'm now going back to listen from the beginning since I'm now going through it all myself. Wow, you'll find that like very quickly it gets old, I'm assuming. <laughs> Our podcast or fertility? Our, well, both, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I think it's kind of smart to bank embryos. Yeah, I mean, we tried to do that didn't really work. We failed miserably at We that. did sort of fail. I mean, we banked some. They just didn't work. Right. Except for Henry. Right. He's the only one who worked. 
<sighs> what a what a guy. What a guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know. I I mean, are you are you saying because of like hormone stuff or like what is the I don't totally get what the concern is. I think it looks like just age, right? And low AMA. No, no. She says, um, is there any like is there any reason to not do the the next couple rounds like really quickly? Like she's saying, is it okay to do back to back to back to back retrievals? Feels like it is. I mean, I think it is. Says me. Yeah. Not Doctor Matt. Not expert Matt. <laughs> not expert Matt. Um, but yeah, I'd be curious to hear what other people have to say about this. So. Yes. All right. Um, let's move on. An email from Heather. No, you skipped one. I don't believe I did, but you... I'll read the one before it. Uh, hello, <laughs> listening to episode 364 for the listener who had questions about potentially moving to Massachusetts after the missed miscarriage to be closer to family. I went to the Fertility Center of New England, had a great experience with their staff. I had no trouble getting an appointment. I went through one failed round and then became spontaneously pregnant after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are fighting yawns like it's nobody's business. This is not in the email. That's now me talking. We don't well, we don't usually record on Saturday night. Yeah, I don't know why. Why is Saturday night so much more tiring than Sunday night? Uh, I don't know. Well, that's probably because we recorded like four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Anyway, back to the email. I know other people have that have used Boston IVF with great results. There's also a private Facebook group for people in Massachusetts going through IVF. Also, for the listener in Boston looking to make friends, there are a ton of breweries in the Boston region. I would find one that you like to go hang out and learn the regulars and chat with people working there if there's downtime for them. I kind of liked this idea. I mean... I guess there are breweries out here, but like, yeah, when I think of breweries, I, I think of Boston. Mm-hmm. I think of Boston Beer Works uh, over by Fenway and their blueberry beer, which I miss. Mm. It was yummy. Hmm. Okay. Um, I like these suggestions and I like the um, referral to Fertility Center of New England. Would you like to go there? Um, no. Okay. I mean, we kind of buried the lead, but Dory left a message with Dr. Beck. Oh, yeah. We did bury the lead. Yeah. Lead has been buried. Yep. So, glad you heard about Disneyland. <laughs> um. Yeah, I haven't gotten a call back yet, though, so. But understandably, it's, you know, she called Friday, and it's President's Day weekend. I so. called, like, and I called, like, Friday afternoon, like, 45 yeah. minutes before they close. I mean, no shit. No one's calling you back. I mean, come on. What an inconvenient time to call. Wow. Rude. Anyway, Dory was like, hey, call me back. I want to put in these weirdos. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, God. you know, whatever embryos are left, Dory would like to discuss putting them in her uterus. And then I was like, well, you know, I could go for another semen analysis. We could try to do another full round. And then I was like, 
I'm old AF. Yeah. And like, I just don't see it happening. There's that positive outlook <laughs> once again. I mean, it's like being married to sunshine. <laughs> uh, I just like, uh, it's hard for me to get excited about that prospect. Yeah. Because the last couple did not go well. And those were none of them four went years well ago. Except for Henry. Well, there were a couple other rounds where we got normal embryos. We got one normal embryo. The first one didn't work because my uterus was fucked and we didn't know. And then another one just didn't work. Let's sue for malpractice because they didn't know your uterus didn't work. I'm like, we should sue for whatever potential income that child would have brought. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So I just don't, I mean, I appreciate the, the potential enthusiasm and I, I will bring it up with her. What if she said, you could do a round, but you should use donor sperm. What would you say to that? Um, I would say, does that, what is the, what is, I mean, I don't know. Does that have any guarantee of working? None of this does. No. I guess my, my fear on that is the outcome of we do it and it, we still don't get embryos. Mm-hmm. And then we spent the money on that. Also, does that make sense to you? Kind of. Whereas if we tried to use my dumb sperm, then at least it, we wouldn't also be paying for donor sperm. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but donor sperm like, is like- Because the other way around is like donor sperm. I mean, donor sperm is not nothing, but it, in the grand scheme of things, it's it's relatively inexpensive. It's like $1,000. Yeah. I know, but like the idea of going through that whole thing again. Although, I don't know. I suppose you'd go, I mean, the retrieval. I don't know. I guess we'd do the retrieval. And then, I don't know. If I could sign away any legal um, conservatorship over this child, then yes, I would do it. Oh, you don't want to be its dad? Right. I see. Okay. Mostly out of laziness. Oh, okay. Because like, I feel like I'd be like, I have, I, you know, you're like, you got to forget the kid. I'd be like, mm, check out this paperwork. You wow. Do it. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty dark. <laughs> that's a great way to raise a kid. Yeah. With paperwork? Yeah. To yeah. make them feel like really. Look, kid. Self-confident. And I ain't your dad. Oh, boy. Okay, so we'll we'll discuss it. You you, you got your you got your mother's marbles. What? What? <laughs> I don't know what character this is. <laughs> Seriously, what character is this? I don't know. I think it's like <laughs> I think it's like old <laughs> Born Bridge repairman. Born <laughs> Uh, I ain't getting up for that. No. No. I gotta go fix the bridge. And then I go fix the bridge. 
Is that is that like deep down what you really want to be doing? Going to be fixing. I would bridges? like to be doing something on the Cape Cod Canal. It's my favorite place on the planet. I love the wind there. I love watching the boats. I love the big bridges. Oh, the big bridges. The Sagamore mm-hmm. and the Bourne. Sure. Anyway. Thanks for going on that journey with me. Anyway, we'll we'll obviously keep you guys posted. Just tell you what DKB has to say. I mean, I don't know. Now that she's a reality star, maybe she doesn't have time for us. Well, she's a star? I mean, kind of. Wow. Is she yeah. getting her own program? <laughs> she should. <laughs> um, all right. We should take another break. I remember her talking about how much heat her son's Bitcoin mining rig was causing in her basement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a... Uh, that was a while ago. That was intense. Kid's probably like a gajillionaire. Probably. <sighs> All right. I'm last to everything. Um, All right. We'll be right back. We'll be back. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And we're back. Hello. Um, all right. Do you remember uh, the ABC? You probably don't because you're much older than I am, but ABC cartoons in the morning on, on Saturday mornings, did the like they used to have these claymation bumpers. And uh, one of them is stuck in my head right now, which is after these messages... We'll, we'll be, be right, right back. back. No, you did it wrong. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, hang on. I, I, I now I desperately want to hear it. <laughs> oh, I found all of them. This is very funny to me that I found them all. That's not the one I was thinking of. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and then the horse fell on its, it's head. It's dark. <laughs> and then they, it was, they were great. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. After these messages, we'll be right back. These are trippy. After these messages, we'll be right back. Okay. Thank you. Okay, that was that was actually that was all of them. Um, wow, I'm shocked that like no one's done an oral history of the ABC Saturday morning bumpers. <laughs> I mean, that seems like something that someone would do. I mean, just give the internet a minute. Okay. Um. All right. Well, we heard from some listeners about making new friends. First appeared in 1988, and were animated by Olive Jar Animation Studios in Boston. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, All right. 
Heather from Portland wrote in to say, Portland, Maine, to say that she and her husband would be happy to to befriend Emily, who is in Portland, Maine, and is doing fertility treatments. I also have family in Cambridge, Chelmsford, and Haverhill. So I'm in Massachusetts frequently and would be happy to befriend the original listener who wrote in. Making new (laughs) friends as a childless adult can be hard, especially in the pandemic. You can definitely connect us all over email and do not need to read this on the pod. But if you do... I've had two bites of my husband's lunch, which was, which was an Auntie Anne's pretzel dog. Slightly shameful, I know. Otherwise, no dogs. I mean, still in thirteen to fifteen hundred square feet in Portland, Maine. What do you think uh, the chances are of these uh, these these listeners connecting? I mean, they could connect. I, you know what it is, though. I just like once you sign, kind of start facilitating these connections it it quickly turns into something sort of unmanageable kate learned this the hard way when she offered to connect listeners in like myrtle beach or something and then (laughs) she was getting like tons of emails like people from other places wanted to be connected and she was like ah like what have i done and i was like yeah it just like gets to be too much but someone wrote in megan wrote in with an interesting idea She said, I was listening to your latest episode and the question from the woman in Boston trying to make new friends reminded me of a recent post on Cup of Joe, a woman living living in Portland. I wonder if it's Portland, Maine or Portland, Oregon. Posted in the comments of a random blog post asking if any other readers in Portland wanted to join her on a hike. And she ended up getting around 20 women in the area hiking with her. Here's the blog post recapping it. I'll put this in the show notes. Everyone was so intrigued with her success that someone created this Google Doc where readers could add their personal details and location to create other meetups similar to the original Portland one. I'm now living in Charleston, moved last fall from Brooklyn to looking to make friends, and I'm actually having lunch with another Cup of Joe reader next week through the Google Doc. I just did a quick search on the doc and saw a lot of Boston ladies. Please feel free to share the link. Megan in 1,100 square feet in Charleston with just myself and my cat. No hot dogs this year, but I need to go to Costco soon. So um, so I will link to this Cup of Joe spreadsheet in the show notes. And I, I took a look at it. It's, it's like robust. It's robust. There's a lot of people on it. Um, but I was like, oh, I wonder when like someone should do this for excellent eggheads. You know? I mean, Sure. How? Who? I I don't know. Someone should volunteer to do it. I I cannot take this on again. <laughs> I cannot take this on. I cannot be the keeper of the spreadsheet. Well, I mean, why, why? There should be like some some offshoot groups. Like, well, I guess there are offshoot Facebook. Groups. Well, there you know there is a um, San Francisco egghead group hmm. that is, from what I understand, quite active, and they meet in re- or they met in real life before the pandemic. I don't know what they're doing now, but what are um, we doing post panty? Anyone? Do we know? Just in life? Yeah. I mean, I would like to travel. I need to get a passport. Will you have bangs in your passport photo? I don't know. I need to renew my passport. It's been expired for a long time. Um, Megan, thank you for this suggestion. I love the, the initiative taken by the Cup of Joe readers. Um... See, like, here's another email text from Felicia. If you do another friendship corner in the next episode, I wanted to say that I also live in Albany. So if you'd like to pass along my info to the caller that moved here last year, I'd be happy to touch base with her and see if she wants to be friends. I'm also in my 30s and would love to meet a fellow egghead. 
And like, I would love for that to happen, but I, I, I don't, I just don't think I have the bandwidth to connect listeners in this way. So if another person wants to take this on, by all means, we will publicize it. We will put it in the show notes, but I, I cannot be the facilitator of this. I, I need to set this boundary. I think you should probably um, take it on completely. Okay. Yourself. Okay. All right. Thank you. Oh, Felicia is an 800-ish square feet, although about to have a major upgrade when we get our house built on land we bought during the pandemic. Ooh, la, la. One husband, no pets or kids, and only vegan hot dogs so far this year, so hot dog count is zero. Nil. Okay. Moving on, Matt. Uh, do you want to read this next email from Finley? Mm, I don't think so. Will you read this next email from Finley? Mm, okay. Uh, hello, Firehouse World. I was inspired to write in and share my excellent adventure listening journey. Assume this is a thing you're interested in. You assumed correctly. Uh, after a recent email mentioning a wish for spoiler warnings on the podcast, I'm someone who does not deal with infertility or childbearing at all since I am an aggressively single dude, not by choice, uh, but I wandered over from being a Nerdist listener after hearing Dory on that program. I first started listening in May of 2019 uh, and loved having a giant back catalog to listen to and the fact that Henry had been born already at that point made me eager to catch up. Uh, to the story that had a happy ending. It also made it much easier to listen when times were tough. We all remember the real real, knowing that it works out. So I'm um, against the spoiler warnings. Took me probably like eight months to catch up, and now I hate only listening to one episode at a time. I purposely have taken you guys out of my rotation so I can let the episodes pile up and binge them all in a row when I get to like 10-ish. That's very funny. I did this recently when I had a drive from Phil to Philadelphia from Ottawa for a funeral and caught up on all your episodes at the beginning of December and listening at 1.6 times speed. Listening to a real family just living their lives helps me feel less alone when I'm trapped in the car for seemingly infinite hours, especially since I've been having a real bad time during this pandemic. Mm. Live alone in a 600 square foot, one bedroom apartment, no partner, no pets, and have had four Costco hot dogs this year. Uh, well, you know, four hot, Costco hot dogs is uh, nothing to sneeze at. That equals probably, I believe, four pounds of hot dogs. Hello? Oh, sorry. What's happening? Um, wait. Where's Dory? <laughs> sorry. Um, what mama doing? <laughs> what mama doing next? Um, wait, so Finley added that um, I know this method of waiting and binging is not as good for you guys in terms of charts and metrics and such, but I do click oh, on the sponsored links in the descriptions to try and help the show that way. Actually, um, the way, I mean, this is sort of in the weeds, but it does help the show because they calculate our total listens per week. Not, it's not like per episode. So it does help. Well, if he's streaming it, if he's downloading it, who cares? Oh yeah. Good point. Um, listen whenever he wants. Yes. Yes, yes. This actually reminded me of like, uh, if there's a show that's like happening in real time, I sometimes just like to let the episodes pile up and then binge them. I mean, that's just sort of where we are as a society now. Yeah. We're just in this world of like, 
I want all the content available to me immediately. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Which I'm, you know, uh, I get it. But at the same time, it's also like nice to pace something out. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I'm pacing out Abbott Elementary. Good, good. Pace away. Okay. Um, all right. This is from Liz, and she writes, OMG, fuck Blippi. Right. That's true. Okay. Have you noticed, though, that there are two actors playing Blippi? Yes. My kids haven't noticed, but apparently some parents are very offended <laughs> because, of course, they are. That's from Liz in 2,800 square feet with two six-year-olds, two teenagers, two dogs, and zero hot dogs so far in 2022. But my twins have been eating corn dogs nonstop. Well, hmm. you know, what's interesting about this blippy thing is the fact that one of the blippies is an Asian gentleman. Mm. Which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That is just like... But also, I guess the persona of blippy is just an orange hat, glasses, and blue shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also fascinated by the fact that you told me that when you see Blippi live, it's a rando person. That, I mean, that's what I understand. That's amazing. It's like a session musician. <laughs> like I, they just slot in a Blippi. It's, you know, it's like a Disney princess. You know I'm what I mean? I'm so jealous of Blippi. Is that why you don't want to listen to the Garbage Truck song? Yeah, because I want to be able to... No, actually, I'm not jealous of Blippi. Just his money. Mm. I've decided. I've decided against being Blippi, everybody. <laughs> oh, boy. I've decided to not start a children's YouTube channel where I go around looking at trucks. I mean, you'd probably be good at that. I don't think I would be very entertaining. Mm. I mean, my own son is barely entertained by me. Um, well, our last listener wanted to let us know that Miss Rachel has a TikTok now. And they add, use at your own discretion. I mean, did they send a link? No. That's rude. You can't just drop that on us and then run away. I bet we could find it. Just songs is it's, it's probably under songs for littles. Yeah, TikTok. Although, why would it be that? Because why would the, a child be looking at TikTok? I mean, the parents are. <laughs> I know, but like, I don't know. Oh wait, I have to type in TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. How do you spell it? Discover Miss Rachel. Is this it? Fire truck. Oh, no, I no. can't. Oh, here she is. It's at it's TikTok at Songs for Littles. Wow, she has a lot of followers. What's she what's she pulling in there? She has four hundred fifty eight thousand followers. Holy crap, is that a lot? That's like yeah, that's a that's a decent amount, especially if like she I mean, well actually it looks like she's been on this for a while. I mean, she's also on Instagram. Did you know that? Um, I did not know that. I have not looked at her on Instagram. Oh, she's been on TikTok since 2020. Was that a, is that a, is that a long time? No, it's just that this person wrote that Miss Rachel has a TikTok now, as though it was a new thing. But I don't think it is. Uh, I mean, look, she's teasing that she's teasing the the Christmas special. She's got oh, she's got like a casual. Picking her, there's there's oh. her not, not in pink sitting with on the her floor. with her hair with a TikTok. down. That's a TikTok. Oh, do not wash your hair for at least four days. 
Then you're going to just scoop it up. Scoop up your hair. She's doing hair tutorials? Twist it. So your children can't get a hold of it. And you put an elastic around. For the right ambiance, just put on... Is this a joke? What do you mean? Like, I feel like this is satire. Yeah. Brush it back, just comb through it so it kind of goes away. You can just use one hand to give your child juice. Here's some juice. That's yeah, she's like doing this to be like funny. <laughs> Miss Rachel does comedy. How did this, when did this happen? I don't know. Miss Rachel, when did you start doing comedy? <laughs> oh, there's Herbie. Hi, Herbie. We're excited to see Herbie. <laughs> the bedtime routine special came out Monday, May 3rd. Uh, wow. You really sent us down a rabbit hole, a Rachel hole. Thank you. Um, okay. Thank you, listeners, as always. I mean, this is just not a picture that should be in public. No. No, it shouldn't. It just can't. Just don't want to see Herbie with Aaron's hand up his ass. <laughs> Okay, let's thank our Patreon supporters. Uh, I was just like, where's Jules? Oh, there she is. There's Jules. I don't think, do you think those are Jules's pronouns? There's Jules. I mean, I suppose Jules may use whatever pronouns they care to. Um, anyway. Uh, now I'm staring at a fucking Instagram of songs for little. So thanks everybody. She has, oh my gosh, she has so many more followers on TikTok. Yeah, she's like a thirty thousand followers on Instagram. I mean, what is she? Me? Huh. What, what do I have? I don't even know anymore. Thirty-eight, <sighs> crushing her, crushing songs for littles <laughs> on Instagram. Okay. Um, thank you all so much for listening and thank you especially to our Patreon supporters. Yes, thank you supporters. Who keep us going truly and get bonus episodes and the back catalog. You know, we were just talking about binging. If you enjoy binging. Ooh, baby. So many. Ooh, baby. So many episodes. So many. Um, so thank you to the following Patreon supporters. Julie McLaren. Julie Mabain. Julie Phillips. Kane McCall. Caitlin Donahue. Karen Perelman. Karen Thakershi. Kat C. Catherine Linnae. Catherine Shimmons. Katie Allen. Katie Allen. Katie Regan. Kelly Zimmerman. Carrie Mills. Carrie L. Kim Mestry. Christopher Fanagi. Lane and Kate Sepala. Laura Bennett. Sepala, probably. Sepala, who knows? Laura Dodge. Laura Madge. Laura Vals. Lauren Cephalo. Uh, Lauren Schultz. LFB. Uh, Liesel. Lindsay Gish. Linnea Wynn. Lisa Travis. Lynn Nugent. Madeline McCarthy. Mara Foss. Marina Breed. Martin Hedegard Peterson. Mary Messick. Mary Myra. Mary Jo George. Maude Tremblay. Mackenzie Erickson. Uh, Magana Prasad. Melanie Braunbeck. Melinda Phelps. Melissa. Meryl... H. Michael Roth. Michael. Oh, sorry. Michelle Saum. Mike Zytek. Mike Kim and Leo. Molly. Mariah Adamick. Nancy Powell. Nassine Kansari. Booker of all things Disney. <laughs> uh, Nicola Hill. 
Nicholas Skidmore. And Nicole Mustafa. Thank you all very much. We hope you enjoyed our stories of what happened at Disneyland because we don't even know them yet. (laughs) Bye. Bye.